Hey, Regen. Uh, my name's Michael. Most people around here call me Zig. Uh, I have a new life in Christ, and I'm recovering from pride, porn, people-pleasing, and this week, um, anxiety caused by a desire for control. Hey, we are continuing our series of people in the Bible tonight. Uh, so over the past several weeks, we've had the opportunity to look at several just individual stories from people who are in the Bible to better understand who they are, but to more importantly, understand who God is and what he has done for us. And so tonight we're going to look at another story uh, that's going to be a little different than the previous ones. Uh, it's going to be a little, sound a little uh, uncommon to us modern day. And so as you guys hear me read this, uh, I want you to hang with me. I promise you, it has a direct relevant application to us today, and it changes everything, everything for us. So let me just start, and I will make sure that you don't miss the main point. The main point of the passage that we're about to read is, is this, Jesus is Lord of all. Jesus is Lord of all. So tonight we're going to be in Matthew, I'm sorry, Mark 5. Um, so if you have your Bibles, turn there. If not, it should be on the screen behind me. Um, and we're going to be looking at the story of the garrison demoniac. So the, the man who was possessed by a demon. Um, and what you need to know is that this passage actually is the second among three passages in which Mark is trying to show us that Jesus is Lord of all. Before this, he calmed the storm. He brought peace to it. After this, he healed the sick woman. He raised the little girl that had died. So he demonstrated that he had power over literally life and death. And he had power over creation. And we're going to see tonight in this passage that he also had power over Satan and demons. And because of that, he is, Jesus is Lord over all. And so... Um, beginning in verse 2 of Mark 5. I'm going to read the whole passage, and then I've just got three things I want to look at. So it says, And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. He lived among the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with chains. For he had often been bound with shackles and chains, but he wrenched the chains apart. He broke the shackles in pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and the mountains, he was crying out, cutting himself with stones. And when, Jesus, when uh, he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and fell down before him. And crying out with a loud voice, he said, And what have you to do with me, Jesus, the Son of the Most High God? I adore you. Uh, by God, do not torment me. And Jesus responds to him and says, For he was saying to him, Come out of this man, you unclean spirit. And so we can jump down now to verse 15. And it says, And they came to Jesus, and they saw the demon-possessed man, the one who had the legion sitting, uh, sitting there, clothed in his right mind, and they were afraid. You can jump down now to verse 19. It says, and this is, he has come to Jesus and asked if he can go with him. And Jesus responds and says, He did not permit him, but said to him, 
Go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. And he went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him and everyone marveled. And so I know you're probably like, you're talking about demon possession on a Monday night. Yes. The point that we want to drive is that Jesus is Lord over all. And so we see here at the very start of this passage in verse two through five, we find a man that is enslaved by his sin and by Satan. He's alienated, he's alone. He has completely disconnected himself from society to the point that they have even tried to restrain him and he has broken the shackles. It's so interesting that you think about this, that uh, even though he was strong enough to break his shackles, this man was a slave. And in fact, he was a hopeless slave because there was nothing that he could do to change what he was experiencing. I think if you're anything like me, when I walked in here for the first night, you can relate with that. There's something in your life that you know you don't want it to be a part of your life, but yet you feel entrapped by it. You feel like you are enslaved to it. You see, the reality is we are more like this man than we are not. We have a desire, maybe it's an addiction, maybe it's control or fear that just overwhelms us, that we just feel like we can never escape. And what we see here is that this man needed something outside of himself to save him. And then we see in verse seven uh, that Jesus enters into the situation and they this man runs up to him. This demon-possessed man runs up to him and declares him to be the son of the most high God. That even the demons recognize Jesus is Lord of all. We are, Satan does, does not have power over our God. The demons do not have power over our God. Jesus is Lord of all. And he cares for this man. He sees him. He, he is aware of his struggle and he meets him there. And we have a beautiful savior. And this is just a, an example of the way that God meets us. Simply with his words, he says, come out of this man, you unclean spirit. Demonstrating his authority over sin and Satan. That should bring us a lot of hope because the things that we can't control, Jesus has the power to change. He did it for this man and he's willing to do it for us as well. So we see in verse eight that he even says, come out of this man. And then we read in verse 15 that Jesus has saved him and that they don't even, they barely even recognize him, that he is clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. You see, Jesus has the power to save us and to set us free. We go on to see in verse um, 19 and 20 that because of who Jesus is, because he is Lord over all, that we have hope. 
And so this man had a desire to go with Jesus. And instead, Jesus says, no, I want you to go tell what I have done for you and the mercy that you have found. Regent, it's so important for us to understand that Jesus is Lord over all because of what he has done for us. That the God who is over creation, that is over Satan and demons, that is over life and death itself, that very God came and laid down his life for us. That he would be payment for our sins. And that he didn't stay dead, that he actually rose on the third day, demonstrating that he had satisfied the wrath of God for our sins. That should give us hope. Because what it means is whatever you came in here with, whether it's something you have done or something that has been done to you, that God can save you and redeem it. So we have this crazy story here that's actually more like we are than we realize. That Jesus has entered in, he has seen a man that is a hopeless slave, and that the Lord of all has saved him just like he has offered to save us.